Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here along with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back to the podcast. Much to discuss. Taking a trip back to 84. We are week. taking a trip back to 84. Uh, we are first, though, going to talk about only murders in the building. Neil, oh. the season finale just hit. Yes. It was Let's, everything I wanted. What you got? I, uh, one, so, from episode one to the last second of the last episode, Martin Short is the MVP of television in the year 2021. I think that's fair. It is fair. He is so funny from top to bottom. And I like, I hate to even say that because it's such a bland review, but I'm afraid that without him, this maybe wasn't a great series. Like, I don't know if it's blinding. Yeah. Yeah, Like, listen, they weren't doing anything crazy innovative. Right. right. The only thing was that the deaf episode. Yes. That was something to definitely for them to be proud of. Yes. Um, you know, they and they let Martin Short do his thing. But like, other than that, nothing really, like you said, nothing crazy from the series. A mm. fun, a fun, you know, murder comedy mystery. Right. Heightened by. Uh, an elite performance by Martin Short. Elite. And frankly, he carries some not so great performances, I would say. There are definitely problems there, 100%. Like Steve Martin does a great job. He's, he's Steve Martin in this, you know? He's kind of the straight man. He does some, you know, quirky things, but he's not, you know, He's not kind of pushing He's, the envelope either. Exactly. He's just being Steve Martin. And then Selena Gomez, I think, is definitely the weakest of the trio. Yes. Now, at first, I was like, she's holding her own with the trio, you know, in the with Steve and, and Martin Short. But as it goes on, she was definitely the least interesting part of the show. Yeah. and But with such a huge, prominent role in yeah. the show. That's the thing. Like her story really like, is the show. Is probably the most significant out of any of the other characters. Absolutely. Now, so they they wrap it up and spoiler alert. One, two, yes, three. spoilers here on out. Jan is the killer. Yes, she is. And she does an amazing job because, you know, when the twist comes, she's you creepy funny interesting like she transcends the blandness of her character in the last episode which was perfect and needed but yeah. and then we get that scene you talked about where we run into selena gomez and she's over a dead body yes yes all right so now are we getting a season two only murders in the building, only murderers in the building, as it seems as though they were framed, air quotes, for that one. All three yes, of them yes. were arrested at the end of the episode. So, like, I, this could be fun. And maybe Tina Fey, who pops up 
gets a, a larger role in next season. I mean, okay, so a couple of things there. Because, yes, skipping to the good parts. Yes. Obviously, Jan, the murderer, that's done. That's solved. I, I think kind of putting the pieces together, it's not like they had to have been framed. Right. It's not possible for Selena Gomez to have killed Bonnie. Right. <laughs> because she goes downstairs to get a get something. I forget. She goes downstairs to her apartment to get something. And after she goes down, two seconds have gone by and they're hearing sirens in the distance. Yes. They were called prior to this crime. Prior to the... No, like they were called prior to Selena Gomez being... Like they were on their way as Selena Gomez is in the apartment. Definitely. So someone knew what was happening to Bonnie. Someone definitely set them up. Here's the problem. If you have a season two where Bonnie's killed dead and the killer has no relationship to this initial set of crimes, I think that's weak sauce. I think that's like, you can't just have everybody in that building be a murderer. Yeah, well, I think what they need to do now for season two, because I think the weakest part of this is actually setting up the mystery. Yes. Like, give us clues and hints as to who it may or may not be as the season goes along. Whereas, like, this one, it was just kind of like, oh, here's why it's Bonnie where there was nothing leading up to the second to last episode that would have alluded at all. At all to what was... Sorry, that it was Jan, that. that it was Jan, not Bonnie. Yes. Um, yeah. There was nothing alluding to the fact that it could be her. I agree. That was just a wild twist. Right. So, which was fine, but like I would it like was to see well a little bit more yeah. sprinkled in, give me background on possible murderers and let them be consistent characters throughout the season agreed agreed that would be like let's learn let's keep everything that works let's pump up marty short's role let's downplay a little selena gomez we can keep the same amount of steve martin and 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 correct those issues and plotting that you just described Mm -hmm. i think you got a perfect show They've got the comedy down. They've got yes. the the characters down. You know the emotional arcs of the characters, oh, sure. right? They did a good job developing them. Now the next step to take it to the next level is really to get that mystery aspect of it down. Absolutely, and I I have decided my favorite line in the series is delivered when they're all about to get evicted. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who's for throwing out the cast of murder she wrote? And I, I laughed out loud. And that just hit me right in the funny bone. The way she delivers it, deadpan, sarcastic, like, and all those in favor of throwing out murder she wrote. 
I, I know it's too good. It was too good. The sarcasm was priceless in this show. Yep. And yeah, just and an excellent. Funny enough, Bonnie was a, a fun side character. Mm. She was good. So she was. She's going to be someone who's missed now that she's dead. Yes. But there are some other ones in there that could shine. That's true. That is true. Oh, boy. Um, so I like it. Can't wait to see next season. Yeah, looking forward to season two. They left us on a real cliffhanger where it seems like we're definitely getting a season two. So that's great. That's what we want. Oh, yeah. Keep Steve Martin and Martin Short working. Yeah, all the time. You know? Um, all right. Let's not bury the lead here. Let's not. And let's move on to Dune. Dune. Nineteen. Now. 84. This is not the Dune that just came out. This is. We'll be covering that next week. This week, we are covering the original Dune movie, 1984. Neil, first. Yes. Have you read the book? I was going to open with this. Okay. I no, and I think we should give a disclaimer. Like, I assume you have not either. No. So we are going into this and we're going into next week's viewing of Dune 2021 totally oblivious to the written word. Yes. We have not, you know, our only interaction with Dune is the 1984 movie. Like that's my, Correct. that's the extent of my Dune-ness. <laughs> and there was a, there was a mini series in like 2001 but I have nothing to do with that either. Like it's oh, I didn't even know there was a miniseries in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so this, now, this was not your first viewing of Dune 1984, though. It was not my first viewing. However, it was the first in like a couple years. Okay. So I sat. I really immersed myself in it. And it was... And, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let you lead off our discussion. Okay. Uh, it was a perfectly 80s coke-fueled fever dream of a movie. Okay. Is how I, is the only way I can describe it. Like, I did not remember so much of of the minute like of the i wouldn't even say minutiae like the huge swaths of what makes this an iconic film for people i totally forgot about some of the like the essence like the 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 gist the un the unspoken mm -hmm. feelings of this movie depictions uh, and so forth were you so like is this is it safe to say that this is a cult? Like this has a cult following? I would, I would say it does. Yeah. I mean, th so it's obviously, it, it was. I know the book is yeah. widely renowned as one of the greatest works yes. of science fiction. In I don't think this does it world. justice. Having okay. not read it. Having not read it. I don't think this is the way to go. But it has a cult following. And it was obviously a reaction to the success of star wars yes which is interesting because dune came first 
Dune came first, then Star Wars was heavily influenced off of the book Dune. Well, let's take a second before we really do any other talking about this. So Star Wars, uh, young boy related to figures leading the galactic government needs to overthrow an unfriendly emperor correct and hails from a desert planet right. and has special powers okay exactly and i i love star wars and george lucas but that is exactly the plot of dune for the most part they put a little twist in there with the fact that at least he doesn't know he's royalty right and but- and the other so, thing is, like, in the opening scene of Star Wars A New Hope, they land, the droids land on the desert planet Tatooine, and there's a skeleton of a huge subterranean sandworm. Correct. And, yeah, a crate demon. And then in Mandalorian, we get to see a crate demon. And I'm going to tell you, this is, you know, a subterranean sand planet worms heavily featured in dune that's that's fair that's fair um yeah i well it's it's interesting too because then so like the book dune comes out and then as as we said then star wars comes out star wars heavily influenced by the book dune but then it's funny because then the movie dune is heavily influenced by star wars right oh yeah so like even the beginning of dune where you're getting um it's basically an information dump yes right on what's going on with this galaxy and universe and planets and stuff like that um the difference is that star wars did what they did well. Yes. And the movie this Dune did not. Did not. Neil, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. Dune is quite possibly <laughs> the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Do, yes. And I'm not like. Saying it to, for you know shock value, I've like actually sat and thought this through, right? And this very well may be the single worst movie I've ever sat through and watched all the way through. I would, I'm inclined to agree with you, and the reason I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify my reasoning. The reason I think this is possibly one of the worst movies ever is it, it, the fever dreamness of it all. Like you're, it's not easily followed. It's completely incoherent. It's incoherent. The puzzle pieces are in no order There's whatsoever. No, it makes it's complete. It's a movie filled with nonsense. <laughs> yes, it's a, yes. A movie There's nothing about this movie that makes any sense whatsoever. I don't know what anyone's motivations are. Correct. I don't know who's doing what and why they're doing it. Right. I, I don't understand the world at all. 
I don't understand much... all the different factions that they've got going on. Right. There's tw- 30 different characters. There's uh, that all have different motivations that I are beyond me. There's magical powers that are unexplained. There's science that's unexplained. Yes. There's just there's a there's time jumps. There were time jumps which seemed inexplicable <clears throat> and unreasonable. Let's do this. We agree the film is lacking in story uh, coherency. It is certainly, and here's what's interesting. They, all they had to do was, like, because Star Wars A New Hope comes out in 1977. And then you get Empire. And then you get this movie. And after this movie, you get Return of the Jedi. But right. when you look at the effects... Okay, when you look at the the digital effects yep. from yep. Empire and New Hope, this movie, what happened? Like, why did they not they just... They took like 20 steps backwards. 20 steps backwards. What I mean, was the little, like... The shields? They turn into the polygon... Yes, like... the polygon shield fighting. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Like, I, even in... Even at the time, that could not have looked good. No way. Yeah. There's no shot. There's no. no shot. The other thing is, and again, I know there's stuff, there's connection to the book that we haven't right. read, but the weapons, like, no, there's unse- no need for the weapons to be so complicated. Yes. Like, they're using their voice to shoot gun death word and it's a special it's the weirding way it's a special right. way that they use their voice that i i don't like they didn't explain that at all um like star wars they just had laser guns we have lasers and they this had guy guns that shot things. lasers that's it right. all that was needed all you needed and it was crisp it's like pew and you see a laser bolt crisp that's it that's and less is more less is more it's the same thing with like like the opening that we talked about you have the voiceover and the the girl who's explaining the different planets and the different families and there's spices right or whatever there's all that stuff going on and they're just the spice droning on about whatever's happening in a, a very dull opener to this movie where star wars yes you could say they're also just providing the information in the background but what they did it in the most innovative way possible where you get the big john williams uh music drop and then you have the the opening title sequence where you have the the words fading away from you in space and it's just iconic it's like, okay, we need to get people up to speed. How do we, and we're going to have them read. And we have to do it quick. <laughs> we right. have to do it quick. How are we going to do this where they're not asleep in the first five minutes of watching this movie? And they did and it just it, completely successfully. It was perfect. They broke, you know, they broke down the way. Galactic Empire, uh, Vader, On the Run, 
rebellion. Like they, they gave us the buzzwords. They gave us the language we needed to understand mm-hmm. what was going they ca- on. They put in all caps the things that were important. Exactly. And, and we moved on. Like that's yeah. exactly right. This was a, a nightmare escape. But here's, what, here's another thing. And less so with Star Wars, which is one of the reasons why I think it stands apart but like with Blade Runner, did you see the new Blade Runner? I did. And did I you did. see the original Harrison Ford Blade I Runner? I did see the original Harrison Ford at Blade one point Runner as well. Yes. So like, and that's from this era. That's from this time period. Why? And funny enough, yeah, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, who directed the newest Dune movie, also directed Blade Runner twenty forty nine or twenty four whatever it was. I, which is okay because I did enjoy that movie. That was in keeping with the with the original Blade Runner. My point is this, and even with like Alien and Aliens and so on, mm-hmm. th- it seems like the '80s version of the future was just a dark and kind of dirtier version of the present. Okay, and so in Dune. That's the way it seemed too. It's like when we went to see the Harkonnens, they had like a kind of a mechanical planet and the Atreides had more of a like Naboo, more of like a a beautiful lakes and and rivers planet. But, you know, the Harkonnens very, very machinist, you know, and everything like all the ships, it does look like it does not look like it was built by Tesla. No. No. You know, not a Amazon job, a spaceship. Definitely not. Definitely or not. A spaceship, whatever it is. So that just, that struck me. And then the cast, you know, in the opening scenes, you're getting Patrick Stewart pre-Star Trek. Pre-Star Trek. Yeah. You're getting right. Dean Stockwell uh, pre-Quantum Leap, I believe. And then the lead, uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. who is in things but this had to be his peak like this was the height of his you know star like i'm gonna star in a movie you know he's the he's the what do you call it from how i met your mother the captain yes correct correct and, he is the captain he was in but he has the connection with um the director of the movie who I'm forgetting already because he was in what was the connection um his tv show um twin peaks oh right no but that comes later twin peaks is late 80s like early 90s gotcha right 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 but I'm just saying there's there is that there's that connection connection. but you know what and it's I'm glad you bring that up because in twin peaks that character is meant to be strange and I yes, think David Kyle Lynch is the director. David Lynch. Kyle McLaughlin is himself a, a strange version of a human person. Yes. So as a star of Dune, I don't like I'm not really relating to him. I feel like I'm watching someone overact. I'm watching watching him in this movie was like watching Timothy Dalton in Flash. Flash Gordon. It's like nobody told Timothy Dalton that this movie's ridiculous. Correct. It's like everybody was like, watch this. 
we're going to tell him this is a serious movie. And then he tried to do like a Shakespearean portrayal through Flash Gordon. That's what I felt like with Kyle McLaughlin. How did you feel with him as the lead? Um, not good. <laughs> he doesn't do, he barely shows any emotion. Yeah. He, he doesn't really do, he, he doesn't do it for me. He, he doesn't do it. bring anything Emotion's to the table. Emotion's not his I, thing. I don't, I just didn't get it. Let, I didn't get it. Let me ask you this before we like leave the, this idea of Dune. I'm going to ask you two questions. Okay. First, does this viewing of Dune make you less excited to watch the current Dune? Um, no. It Explain. doesn't because um, I kind of already knew that like from what I knew about the original Dune, that it, it wasn't, wasn't very well. It wasn't really like very acclaimed, right? From what I knew about it, um, and this version of Dune, the the newest, it has so many like names that I like, yeah, that are attached to this film, right? That I'm like, how could this be bad? you know what i mean but it's making me more interested in like oh maybe they're actually doing this right now but they but in 1984 the actors they had had the same effect i mean for the love of god sting is in this movie right musical genius they're not the biggest like sting what is that his first role ever in a movie and only role ever in a movie well, it certainly appeared that way. Not you know, like only murders in the he he's a big name, but not for movies. Yeah, not for acting. You know what I, I mean? Know. You have um, you have Virginia Madsen, right? She a big name. Well, it's maybe the for the, for at the time, yes. And you um, had Jose was, Ferrer. He was huge. I was shocked that you had um, what's his name? Um, oh Which gosh. character? Oh, Max von Sydow. Oh, Max von Sydow is in this, and I forget. Which is crazy to me. My first encounter with Max von Sydow, believe it or not, was The Exorcist in like nineteen. I think that was seventy-seven. It was in the seventies, and he played the old priest. And so it was so strange to me that he only died like two years ago because I just always assumed he was 84 years old in everything he did. (laughs) And and so to see him kind of blonde haired and young, and then I was doing a James Bond rewatch. He did a version of Blofeld and never say never. He was in flash Gordon referencing flash Gordon was, he actually has a strange connection for sci-fi movies. He's in the trifecta. He's in Flash Gordon, Dune, and Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. That's correct. So I don't know. Like I I just think like the actors were there. I'm a little nervous. Brad Dorif, who is the voice of Chucky, played a a crazy character, but like I love him and everything he does. (laughs) And he he might have been the character I like enjoyed the most watching. But 
the the second thing I'm going to ask you is, is there anything, you know, actually, before I ask you that, I totally forgot about the like psychosexual uh, unwritten vibe of the Harkonnens leader, the Baron. Yeah. When he, he takes out that guy's like, that was wild. Kills him. I was like, yeah. what the frig is going on here? I don't know what's going on with oh him. Oh my god, that was a whole that was a whole thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. But the my last question is going into new Dune. Okay. Is there anything from old Dune that you thought was good enough that you want to see again? Because there will be a generation of people that enjoyed it. One of those things where it's like, look that was what they had in 84. So they loved it. And, you know, they loved it out of, out of like obligation. So there's people that are going to want to see certain things in, in this dune. Is there anything you want to see carried over? I don't know. Done better. I I think is a better way to put it. Cause like, I would love to see the, the sand monsters and just the landscapes of the planets and, and things like that, I'm sure, are yeah. going to be incredibly different. Like, I am I am trying to make it um, a, a mission of mine to see this in theaters yeah. rather than just streaming it on HBO Max. Ditto. Just because I know this, this movie is going to look incredible on a, on a movie screen. Sure. Um, so I would really like to see it, you know... I, th- I think for this movie, it's important to see it a- on a screen like that. You'll be able to appreciate it more because I concur. It, this is going to be, it, it's funny. You've probably watched the first one for the physical, the, the visual effects right? because of how bad they are. And the next one you're going to see for the visual effects because of how great they are. I, Yes, that's correct. That's a good way to put it. I feel like as I'm watching and rewatching and remembering things people said, here's what I want to see in the next one. And and I feel like it's going to be there out of a matter of necessity. Like the scene where Kyle MacLachlan, uh, Atreides, puts you know he's in that room with the witch like she comes to test him and she's like put your hand yep. in the box and he's like what's in the box and she says pain i think mm-hmm. that would be a cool scene you okay know, what's in the box pain like if they do that right i think that would be a cool scene um the blue eyes of the people who are like on that planet for a long time yes that was the only effect I really enjoyed. I was like, I think that's okay. a cool look that their eyes glow as yep. opposed to just turn blue. So, you know, and now in my mind, I can't picture the Dune, the new Dune uh, trailer, but I hope it's like not a blue contact lens, but a glow. I think that'd be cool. Uh, and the uh, the underground worms obviously cuz that's the that's the whole thing so we're going to see that and and sting's line whoever's going to be the new sting the i will kill him and all i see is an atreides i want to kill 
I think has to be in there because that's just like that's cool you know it's interesting so like the only thing that I will kind of give away mm. about the next movie is that I have heard that it is very much a setup for a sequel like it's set up to yeah. have a sequel um and that the only character the only prominent character that was in the original dune not yeah. in this new version of dune is sting's is... character oh come so he'll on. presumably be in, in the, next the one. sequel i would imagine all right so we'll have to wait and see because that's going to be a f- that at least that was probably the most fun part Absolutely. i would say of the whole movie yeah yeah the stingness yes um all right well i think we've talked enough about the <laughs> worst film nightmare escape ever filmed but yes. um we will be talking about dune 2021 2021 on the next episode yes indeed now let's talk about some some stuff that we probably liked oh yeah dc fandom gave us a lot we got a lot of info i'm gonna hit the important stuff the big stuff top Um, first being they opened with a scene from the rock led movie black adam oh yeah neil you know how i feel about the rock i do what did you think about this little glimpse that they gave us i enjoy the glimpse I enjoy The Rock. Uh, I'm a little more critical than you are of The Rock, but I enjoy him. I think it was a good idea to open with Pierce Brosnan kind of giving an intro in a very monotone, science-y, you know, because he plays Dr. Fate, so like in a doctory way. I was excited about that. He's like, you've never seen anything like this. I, and I was James Bond. Like, that was mm-hmm. a nice, that was a nice entry. I like that. Uh, the clip, I don't want to say it did nothing for me, but there really wasn't anything there. Like, there was just kind of a, like an action clip. Really just the first look of yeah. him in costume, essentially. And, yeah. And the thing I, you know, that I think it, it brings up is so he kills somebody in that clip. Like fries them to death, oh, yeah. which which we've seen. You know, there's been death in these DC movies, but Black Adam really has a strong comic book connection to Shazam. Okay, right. And the tone of Shazam seems to be different than the tone of this movie. I think that's very fair. Yeah, that's, a, that's an astute observation. <laughs> So I don't know what direction they're going to take it in. I'm in. I'm going to watch it. It's absolutely on my watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this gave me more questions than it gave me uh, satisfactory answers. This this clip. How about you? Yeah, I think th- I'm. I'm a little worried mm. about this movie. Although I do love The Rock, certainly. And I think you know the majority of what he does. Listen. Is he making any Oscar-winning films? No, 
but is he always giving us something fun to watch every single time out? Yes. Certainly. Yes. Certainly. Um, I am very much interested in seeing uh, Dwayne Johnson play a villain, uh, which yes. he hasn't really done. Um, I'm a little worried that because it is The Rock, they will make him nice him a, up. Yeah, they'll basically yeah. make him the an anti-hero right instead of just a pure villain um i also yeah i think it makes sense like shazam is a very silly like goofy almost like comedy superhero movie right and his villain black adam is very much not that at all at all um so I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. This, uh, like you said, this doesn't give us that big of a glimpse into like what this movie is going to be like. Um, but you know, the the visual effects looked cool. Um, I thought The Rock looked cool in in the Black Adam costume with the hooded cape. Yep, um, that was fun. Um, I think we'll all the to, elements. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. The Rock has been building up this movie, yes, and just t- talking a lot about it, but it's only been talk so far. And, and for let's... this to be the only thing that we've seen, um, leaves me a little disappointed. But you know, we'll see what happens. A little hesitant. I'm going to support your thesis and double down. I want to see him be a villain. Like just, I want them to double down. I want them to, you want the rock to make a heel turn. Yes. Cause I want to see what that's like. Like he, look, he's a bazillionaire. He's, he's going to get other acting roles. Playing a villain now is not going to hurt him at all. Agreed. Do it. Yep. Um, Let's talk Peacemaker. Yes. We got the first official trailer for Peacemaker. This is the spinoff of uh, the Suicide Squad. Right. With, uh, John Cena's Peacemaker, obviously, uh, leading the way in this show. Um, what were your thoughts after seeing the first trailer? I know you're not the biggest fan of John Cena, but I believe you did enjoy his uh his role in the suicide squad i'm gonna tell you something i have grown to enjoy john cena more okay and i i find it's he's because he's still in the like and this is no disrespect to the rock but john cena to me is still in that phase that The Rock has left, which is he realizes he's the kid that got the golden ticket. And he's like, I'm just so glad to be in movies. Yeah, I, I think between the two of them, hmm. the, the difference, because obviously they both have almost the exact same background as far right. as their wrestling career was the start for them for show business. Um and they are both very charismatic, yes. but it's a different type of charisma 
for each of them. So 100%. the rocks is very more like smooth and suave type of charisma, charisma. like macho charisma. And John Cena is more of like a goofy. Right. Funny charisma. And that appeals to me. Yeah. It appeals to me. What can I say? So, um, and he's growing on me. I, I, for some reason, that kid's movie he did about being a fireman. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I just so enjoyed myself watching that. It, there, it, you know, and it's not a great movie, but I enjoyed it. You know what did it for me with him was um, he did this thing with, um, with Jimmy Fallon. Right. Uh, on Jimmy Fallon's uh, Tonight Show. And it was um, it was around Christmas time and it was Mad Lib Theater. Yes. And just as Jimmy Fallon was reading the story and asking for John Cena for the blanks, <laughs> it like was making me cry. How funny some of the stuff he was coming up with. He's a really weird guy, but he's <laughs> like kind of has a shockingly great um sense of humor and feel for improv awesome which you can tell with a lot of the stuff that he does like in um in suicide squad like yes obviously he's delivering a lot of lines but you could also tell a lot of the his funny lines and stuff came from him just you know going off the cuff and you kind of get a little bit of of that here as well you get that like kind of vulgar humor in this trailer that carries over like when he's talking about like butt babies right yes that and it's like that stuff like that that like the rock uh, it's tough because now we're comparing the two they went back to back right but the rock could never deliver anything like that as funny no not at all he and and again, it's not like it's not his fault, but he's just not as genuine anymore as uh, as John Cena is currently. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. So, but it, so I'm in anyway. Like my, you know, it is on. It is also on my watch list. I'm going to qualify it by saying it just looked fun. Yeah, that's probably one that we're going to talk about every week. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's safe to say. Um, all right. Let's move on to The Flash. Let's do it. Got our first teaser for that. What um, do you think? You should start this one off. I, I like the idea of merging the old movies right like right uh, essentially with this the batman aspect of this right i'm very into yes like that is awesome that is going to be fun the flash portion of this which is you know the movie right not at all interested in in ezra miller's I, flash i when this started when the when the trailer started all I could think about is how much I hate Ezra Miller. 
<laughs> I like it was all it was yeah. all consuming. I was like, I so dislike this actor. And and it was a fandom thing. So you were watching Ezra Miller introduce this. Mm-hmm. So he was standing there looking like Ezra Miller, dressed like Ezra Miller, talking like Ezra Miller. And I'm like, thank God his Flash character is somewhat gentle and kind and relatable and appears to be like human. Because Ezra Miller is the worst ambassador for the Flash that they could ever find. And, And it just has to be said. It has to be said. Harsh words. Harsh words, but but they ring true. Um, however, it was a mixed bag of emotions because every second that Michael Keaton was speaking and the brief look at his ears from the cowl yep. and the, 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 the like seconds uh, introduction of the Batmobile was everything I've ever wanted in a good movie. I just am so It's going to be upsetting that it's all going to happen in a bad movie. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's the that's the that's the big issue is this movie we're going to see it because it's giving us something that we all want. Right. But it's like, oh, the your payment for that to get that is to sit through the rest of this. Yeah, is to yeah, you have to suffer through this if you want to see all your favorites again. So I listen, I have no idea how this is going to go again, like not the biggest fan of Ezra Miller as the Flash just from previous um, installments um, of Correct. DC movies that he's appeared in and I really am not a fan of the costume that they revealed. Yeah. Um, where it's just either. like a dark red costume with kind of like lightning bolt lines going across the whole suit. Um, yeah. Not a fan of it. I I just I hate to like poo poo the whole thing, but yep. just couldn't you have shown me Keaton and couldn't you have shown me the Batmobile? Like could could why just make a Keaton? Batman movie. That's that's all it is. That's all it is at this point. Make a Keaton Batman movie. Yeah, just stop. It. Stop the nonsense. Just give us like, oh, the Flash. He accidentally converged all of the uh, different Batman universes, and then I don't know, got stuck in the Speed Force, so we don't see him the whole movie. If, Here's Batman. Oh, like give us that, Chris. If there's a world that that allows for a new batman movie to be born out of this it's like okay well we introduced it so now forget everything else we're gonna make a keaton batman movie like an old batman movie i would give them all my money yeah like that's the thing you need to see yeah um well speaking of batman I'm going to skip to the end end of DC fandom where yeah. we got um, the first or the second official trailer for the Batman. Oh yes. Starring uh, Robert Pattinson mm. and Zoe Kravitz. We got a much more of a, uh, of a better look of her as Catwoman. 
Um, we got a little bit more of a look at the Riddler and a little bit more of a look at um, Colin Farrell's portrayal of the Penguin, which I'm, I still can't believe that's him. Um, yeah, I know. That what, is are, crazy. what are your feelings now? This is the second trailer that we've gotten. Um, it's been a year since the first trailer that we got, which I think they had done like 20 minutes worth of filming for the entire movie at that point and they gave right. us a trailer which was awesome um what what did you think i thought it was great i like, here's what i put down uh the oh i like how they they keep inventing a new way to do the bat signal light because yeah I, you know they it's essentially the same thing but they keep having a new way i thought that was a nice touch showing us that the thing that threw me off was that I thought this was like a year one uh, movie. Okay. So the fact that the light was there and that people know who he is, it was like, it was, it was different than a year ago. What I thought okay. we were going to get. Um, I, I, what did I say? I put the, there was definitely a Nolan feel to this trailer. Didn't mm-hmm. you get that? Mm-hmm. A like, Nolan, well, almost a darker Nolan. A darker Nolan, yeah, definitely. But there were moments where the way he talked when he was interrogating the guy in that interrogation room, and then he slammed someone against the wall, and it almost in the rain, it almost seemed like exactly a scene from Batman. Yeah. Begins. Uh, and the Batmobile, I think that's probably what a real life Batmobile would look like. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, like, that's one of the things I've decided to like, where I'm like, okay. you know, because I always look at the Batmobiles. My favorite is obviously Michael Keaton's. But mm-hmm. in a non-Art Deco world, like in a non-Tim Burton-y, in a non-Nolan, we're just going to take a tank and make it Batman, Batmobile. Right. This one seems like that's what it would be. Right. But the, I, I have to say the final thing, that my comment on this uh it's on my watch list i want to see what this is all about i have never liked anything pattinson has done the thing that struck me even though there was no lines from him in this trailer i have not enjoyed stephen wright's acting performances except for his voiceover work and what if oh do you mean um is it not, not Stephen, Stephen Wright? Wright? It's um. Oh shoot! Now I'm Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yes, Stephen Wright. I think is from Wings. Yeah, uh, I did. Jeffrey Wright just does not do it for me. I think he'll be a fine Commissioner Gordon. I, I think he'll be serviceable because I think his only mode is exasperated. Which is all you need, yeah, basically, to be Commissioner Gordon. Right. Um, here's a, here's the thing, though. You do get some some um, words from Robert Pattinson, and it's in his Batman voice. That and is. I'm true. a fan of the Batman voice. This one, has. I'm a fan of. He just drops a couple octaves, but doesn't go nuts. Right. So yeah, I was a fan of that. Sense. I was a fan of it. Um, let's, uh, yeah, I, like obviously I am. I'm ready for this movie. Like, bring it on. I, I want 
that like I, I we would have seen this by now. Correct. If COVID didn't happen, um, which is the sad part. But I am all for the Robert Pattinson era of Batman. Like I'm fine with it. I'm fine think, with it for now. I think um, Zoe Kravitz looks like she's going to do a very good job as Catwoman. Correct. Um, also, there is um, oh gosh. Now I'm forgetting his name, who's playing Alfred, which we got our first big look at. Andy oh, yeah, Circus. Gollum, Andy Circus. I bet you he's going to do a very good job. He um, seemed okay to me in this trailer. I'm a fan of Andy Circus. I think he does yeah, some fun stuff. I agree. Um, so we will see how that goes. But I am, I'm just, I'm ready for this movie to come out. I'm so sad that we still have to wait till next year. Agreed. Lastly, I wanted to save this for last for you. Um, oh. Because I think you're really going to appreciate this. I am ready. They talked more about Batman the Caped Crusader. Mm. This is an animated series coming from J.J. Abrams, yeah. Matt Reeves, who's directing The Batman, um, James Tucker, who did Batman Beyond, and the original Batman the Animated Series creator, Bruce Tin. That's so, go ahead. Here's a here's a direct quote from Bruce Tim. Right. My elevator pitch of this show is that it's more Batman the animated series than Batman the animated series. That's my all. My idea to was to say, okay, it's 1990 again. I get to do what I want this time, and I have JJ and Matt backing me up. That is literally the best elevator pitch I've ever heard. That's all I need to hear. The love I have for Batman the Animated Series cannot be downplayed or mistaken or lost. It is, I so enjoy that that series. It is the height of what animation can be. My only thing is I pray to the Lord of, of Marvel, of DC, the, the gods of comics, whatever, that they continue to use that style of animation. They're going to. Yes. It's, I believe it's going to still be set in like almost like a 1940s noir type right. atmosphere. Perfect. Um, that's exactly what they're doing uh, for, for this uh, series i i think it's gonna be awesome i can't <laughs> wait it's gonna be more like again he's gonna be able to actually do what he wanted to do and not just make it completely geared for kids essentially right um he's gonna just do whatever he wants it's gonna be on hbo max um i think it's perfect <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait for this to come out i neither can and I. it's a cartoon and i'm not a big you know i'm not a big like cartoon guy I've, I've struggled to get it you know the comedies i could yeah. i could do some of the comedies i could do like you know your archers and even like rick and morty i've suggested to you and stuff like that but right. the the old like superhero cartoons and like you know clone wars i've had a tough time getting into um just now at my age uh, um i've had a tough time going back and even watching like the old x-men and spider-man 
cartoons. Yeah. The only one that like semi holds up is the Batman animated series. It and really even then, does. I give it a couple episodes and then I'm done. This though, I'm ready for. This sounds right. Bring it. Um, okay. We'll put DC fandom to rest. Let's do that. Let's do a quick game of stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list because we got other uh, trailers that came out this past week. True. Uh, four new trailers. Let's first start with the um, new Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen movie, yeah, yeah. Ambulance. I... Uh, have no interest in this movie at all. <laughs> this is not on my radar. I may be skipping this. And it, it, it's not due to either actor. Uh, I, I, I actually truly enjoy a Hall joint, but uh, I just, there's nothing, like, I'm not, maybe I, maybe after all the DC fandom, I really wasn't in a place to hear like the ambulance uh, style film that this is going to mm-hmm. be maybe mm-hmm. that's it and i need to i need to give me i need to put some time in between and then rewatch it rewatch the trailer but it just it's it's not it's not for me it's a no for me dog yeah i think we're past the time where it's exciting that a michael bay movie is coming out yeah we've been there we've done that this this movie was because this is basically a trailer that happens it's it's almost got two different movies that this is advertising this trailer right mm. the beginning half i was interested in when it was like a, a heist movie but then all of a sudden it just becomes like a hostage movie and a chase like a car chase movie in the second half of the trailer and that's when i wasn't interested anymore right when it's just Gyllenhaal, Mateen, and the girl in an ambulance, which I'm assuming is the majority of the movie, running away from the cops. Yeah. Not interested in that movie. I was very much interested in the, the robbery aspect because I like a good heist movie. Um, I, I enjoy a heist film. But this doesn't seem like it's it. So uh, it's also a no for me as well, dog. Um, dog. <laughs> Let's move on to some more rock along with um, our friends Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds. This is the upcoming Netflix movie, Red Notice. Yes. Red Notice, I think, is going to be on my watch list because that movie, while I enjoy all the players in it, it, it's like it makes business sense they they've got the rock he's at the height of rockness uh mm-hmm. ryan reynolds knows his lane and has been staying in his lane and that's been working and gal gadot it, it, they, i think she, like her agent is like you know what we need a new avenue because this wonder woman stuff might not work out after that last movie and yeah. so putting these three together makes sense and the trailer was just fun it was a nice mix of bond and indiana jones for me and it was the, okay that was the perfect they they hit what they needed to hit for me 
Yeah, I think this was just like, okay, we've got a fine enough script that has enough action and and things of that nature where we could just pluck a couple big names that we we have on, you know, in the queue, ready to go, Netflix. And uh, they they chose The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and and Gal and uh, it it makes sense. They just plugged them into the roles and then probably made the script more attuned to those three actors because again they're they're very much playing what they all always play right? right. Um, it's just we haven't really seen this combination yet of people we haven't seen a combo of the rock ryan reynolds and gal gadot before so that's what makes this movie interesting um so that is why yeah it's also on my watch list if not it's probably just an automatic stream it's probably a stream stream it um uncharted yes is the upcoming sony movie Starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, um, based off of the very successful video game franchise. Which you got me into. So the reason I have knowledge of Uncharted uh, is is thanks to you. I enjoyed playing the game. And this movie looks like, so far, looks like if you enjoyed the game, you're going to enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. but the like i'm gonna stream this i'm gonna go to a theater to see this because i think it actually said it's exclusively in theaters but i'm gonna go no matter what because i think yes, it yes. would be great to see there and all i'm gonna add is you know it's great to see antonio banderas working again i'm excited right? to see him in this movie i didn't even realize he was in this neither until did I, I saw the trailer nice like Good for him little surprise for me oh yeah Oh yeah, I liked that. That was a fun little addition. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm obviously excited for this because I really love the games. Um, yeah. This has had a very tough time. Um, I know behind the scenes, they had a couple directors attached that left and, and all these things. Um, so I'm glad that they actually finally followed through and made the movie because it's been yeah. in development for years and years and years. I forgot um, about it. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign, you know, of things to come. Um, I will say what was really cool at the end of the trailer where they show kind of that scene where he's falling out of the plane and climbing up all the crates and stuff like that. What was really cool is that is actually from one of the games. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um, Which was fun to see. So I'm glad they really took some of the best parts of the games and it looks like they're really incorporating that into these movies i'm interested to see because you know again this has like you said about the previous um movie we talked about red notice this has a very indiana jones vibe right definitely Um, where they're looking for treasure and their archaeologist types that you know history buffs things like that um i'm interested to see because there's always that not to spoil the games, but at the end of the games, there's always a twist where you get all of a sudden you're put into like a supernatural um, game 
where there are, you know, kind of supernatural elements from the treasure that they find that, you know, all of a sudden now, instead of facing other people oh, that, they got, that you're yeah. hunting the trailer, it's like, you know, zombies or like whatever it is. Right. There's some, I'm wondering how they are going, going to incorporate that, that in the movies or if they're even going to be included or not. Um, <clears throat> lastly, the last trailer that we have was a teaser for the upcoming Amazon prime movie based off of um, the life of Lucille Ball. Here's uh, being the Ricardos. Yes. Here's why this is a, at the moment anyway, a stream for me. Okay. I can't believe it hasn't been done before. And I'm sure maybe if I, if I really do a deep dive Google search, I'll find some version of, of the, of the Lucille Ball story, but she really does deserve this attention. And I think that's very fair. Absolutely. I I mean, that's 1000% a pioneer, like an absolute pioneer. Um, the, you know, one of the strongest women in Hollywood, both uh, in her personal fortitude, as well as like power and influence in the business. I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not the first one to get online for a Javier Bardem joint, but mm-hmm. what, nor am I for a Nicole Kidman outing either. Right. But there's something like, I was surprised how, Lucy O'Ballish, Nicole Kidman looked. Yes. So here's 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 the thing about this teaser. One, I'm excited about this movie, obviously right. because it's Lucille Ball, and like you said, it's a story that should be told, and you know she should be recognized, and it's great that she's getting her own movie. The other is that this is coming from Aaron Sorkin. Oh yes. Um, so, you, you know, go wrong. I, I am a sucker for a, a, an Aaron Sorkin written script. Yes. He's also directing this one. Um, I personally, I do like Javier Bardem. I think he's very good. You get J.K. Mm. Simmons in this movie. Indeed. Um, you're getting a lot of people in this. Tony Hale, Clark Gregg, um, obviously Nicole Kidman. What worries me and it's specifically because of the teaser, and I don't know if they're just saving stuff and they don't want to reveal too much, but you get maybe two whole seconds of actually seeing Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball. That's 100% true. It's it's very Javier Bardem heavy as as Desi Arnaz. And maybe Um, my reaction is based on those two seconds and maybe doesn't really capture it. Right. What I'm worried yeah. about is that, like, oh, yeah, in those two quick clips, we saw, oh, my gosh, she looks so much like Lucille Ball. I'm worried that it's going to be like, oh, that's Nicole Kidman in a red wig. Exactly. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. So that's what I'm, so I'm just, I'm tentatively putting this on my watch list um, just be, for that reason as opposed to an automatic stream, even though I'm likely going to stream this no matter what, just because of the names attached. Um, I will end the story that it's telling. I'll, I'll, ah, it's going to be a stream. Who am I kidding? 
Oh my goodness. You have to. I mean, because it's going to be a stream, but that's what makes me worried about like, is this going to be as successful as it could be? Agreed. So, agreed. Well, that does it. That does it for us this week. All right. Can you believe it? Just like that, the podcast is over. Just like that. Um, We want to thank you all for listening to another episode of All Stream. Oh, yes. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe, uh, rate, and review wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. You can listen to it on any streaming platform, um, including Neil's great website, That's right. gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, the screen.com. Uh, again, next week, we are going to be reviewing Dune, so giving some people a chance to watch it before we talk about it. So we're going to be talking about Dune 2021. Um, oh, did you did you watch Succession by any chance? I did not tune in yet, but I will sample at least the first episode of this season. Okay, so we will see. Maybe that will be something that we start incorporating, so we'll see about that. We'll do we'll bring back rolling or trolling. We skipped that for this week. Um, oh, yes. But definitely we've, our suggestion for the week is going to be June 2021. And in the meantime, Neil, what do you have to say to the people? I have to say stream on, everybody.